of who number eight i'm kayla Woodbridge. i'm pg bell and i'm sarah burrow it's an exciting month ahead for us here at impossible podcasts we do have, at long last, our new version of the website is uh, almost ready to launch. Uh, technical beavers, are, i.e. me, uh, <laughs> is uh, busy under the hood of WordPress getting all sorts of features sorted out and we're planning all sorts of exciting new content and it's part of the ongoing evolution of the site, uh, the first step towards it came when we moved to www.impossiblepodcasts.com and this is the next step in that evolution. We've got, as you may have noticed, there's we cover a variety of things uh, on the blog and on the podcast and there's three main strands and we just want to make those a bit clearer, just distinguish them uh, a bit more distinctively, give them their own branding and names and just make it a bit more obvious what's what uh, so that the eclectic mix is a bit more uh, easy to navigate that's shall we say so uh, well, um, Doctor Who is, is still the podcast bread and butter isn't it Caleb so that's going to be front and centre of the new website yes uh, front and centre uh, will be launching in time for series 7 of Doctor Who uh, which should be starting somewhere round about the 25th of August. We'll... We're guaranteed to be 25% less disappointing in Series 7. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a scientific figure, it's just a rough no. guess. No. Um, uh, so we've got all the Doctor Who stuff, uh, new commentaries and discussion and uh, feedback and so on. Yeah, we're, we are planning to provide commentaries for each Series 7 episode as it goes out still, aren't we? Yeah. The same as we did last year. That's the plan. Yeah. And then we've um, got the other two threads. Yeah, one of the other threads then is um, we've branded it Stories on Screen. Um, so looking at basically any sort of sci-fi fantasy we pick, really, on TV or in the cinema or on DVD. Uh, so some of the examples of what we've done so far would be um, we had a look at... Everything has escaped we've, me. We've, we've done Game of Thrones. Head, thank you. Um, we've done Sherlock. Game of Thrones. Oh, we did Harry Potter. We did Harry I did Potter. that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, Merlin. Sherlock, Merlin. Um, basically anything that takes our fancy. And anything that's not Doctor Who. That's not but, Doctor Who. But is still sci-fi. That fantasy. is on a screen of some description, whether it be old or new. Mm. Yes. Um, or big or small. Or big or small, correct. So, uh, so that's our second thread. Uh, and our third thread is Stories in Print which is for readers and writers, really, of sci-fi, fantasy and horror, be it novels, short stories, comics, what have you. Um, it's all going to be in there. We've got some really exciting content coming up in that thread. We've already interviewed Philip Reeve, uh, creator of the Mortal Engine sequence of books, as well as Here Lies Arthur and the Lark Light trilogy. 
And that's a fantastic interview. You're going to be yeah. able to hear that as part of the relaunch. We had great fun doing that, so we look forward to bringing that uh, to you. And we've got a new regular contributor. We to have, yeah, who um, will be involved in this thread. True. Uh, another author, um, World Fantasy-nominated writer Simon Kurt Unsworth. Uh, you may remember, if you're a long-term listener, that we interviewed him last October at uh, the launch of his book, Quiet Houses. Uh, we also did another podcast reviewing the book as well. You'll be able to find the links to both of those podcasts in the show notes. But Simon has kindly agreed to write a monthly column about his life as a full-time writer, uh, as he moves towards getting his new novel published. And we had a quick talk with Simon um, just this past week about the column and about his life since we last spoke to him. And here's what he had to say. Hello, Simon. Hello, Peter. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you. How are you doing? Yes, not so bad at all, thank you. Uh, Simon, the last time we spoke, you were launching Quiet Houses at the British Fantasy Con in uh, in Brighton in, in October of last year. Could you bring us up to speed? I mean, first of all, how has Quiet Houses been doing? It's gone down very well. It, it's had uniformly excellent reviews. Um, people seem to respond really well to it. Your review was um, was a really good one, so thank you for that. It was particularly nice of Vincent Price in there. So. <laughs> thank you. Um, it's been selling I mean it hasn't sold enough to let me retire as yet but it's sold enough to make me think that it's it's got an audience outside of my friends and family which is nice and one of the stories has been picked out of it to go in Steve Jones um, mammoth book of best new horror for this year so that's always a good sign terrific which which story has been picked up the um, Ocean Grand Northwest Coast Ah, right. He, he seemed to really like, so that's the one that's been, um, will be reprinted in this year's, so Best New Horror that will come out of this year's Fantasy Con. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. Uh, what else have you been working on since Quiet Houses launched then? Um, and the main thing is, I, I sort of finally committed myself to um, getting back to writing my novel, which I'd started and then put on one side about three chapters in to do Quiet Houses. Oh. Um, and I didn't have any then formal commitments. I've got obviously work to do, but in terms of writing, I've got one or two story commitments, but nothing major. So I thought, right, I'm going to get on with doing that now. So I then spent probably till, did I finish it, but April of this year, and other than, say, the odd bit of storying here and there, I, I, was, I was doing the novel, so I, I sort of committed myself to be a full-time novelist for a, for a period of time at least. So that's done now. Lovely. Oh, so the novel's finished and ready for market? It's, it's finished, and I've first drafted it, and then second edited it, and at the moment it's out with my, some of my, my beta readers, uh-huh. um, just waiting for, for sort of feedback and, and, and typo picking and, and plot picking. There's one bit that I know I want to change, I'm having thought about it, and through two read-throughs it still doesn't read right, and I kind of worked out why the other day. But it's a tight. It's, it's shifting a couple of paragraphs around, right. uh, and then after that, it's deciding what to do with it and sending it out. I suppose. Okay. And h- how much can you tell us about the novel? Um, 
Not a lot, not because I'm worried about um, people ripping it off, but I always think it jinxes things to talk about them before they're out. I'm I'm odd like that. I think it, it feels like if I talk about it, I'm talking it up and that might knock it down. I will say it's a it is a horror novel, but it's also a thriller um, set in a slightly abstract version of hell, in which there are a series of uh, extremely brutal murders and. It, but it's also a hell in which bureaucracy runs rampant. So it's um, there's all sorts of strange things kind of going on. And if I've done it right, it's hopefully sort of exciting and frightening and, and unpleasant. And if I've not done it right, it's a terrible mess. <laughs> I think it's quite good, but I am slightly biased. I am prepared to admit. Oh, that, that's fair enough. No, that sounds really in, really intriguing. Um, Okay, so beyond the novel and, and beyond the writing as a whole then, Simon, um, there have been a couple of big changes in your life since we last spoke, uh, particularly on the work front. Is, is that right? Yes, I, um, I only worked, th- well, I worked three days a week and occasionally up to full time um, for a, a national charity and, and the change in how charities are funded and the, 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 cha- the charity I worked for, I'm a trainer and, and we, we did a lot with local authorities and health authorities and, and obviously with the way the money's going um, there simply wasn't any income coming in so at the end of April they made me redundant ah, right. um, which has been at some point I will start panicking about it I think <laughs> it's actually been curiously liberating it's, I, I, I've, 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 I've kind of recommitted myself to being full time self-employed which I was before I went working for this charity um, and the reason I went to work for them was that there was no money in self-employment because um, I was doing the same thing as a self-employed person and there was even less money available to them because obviously the, the charity was pulling in long-term contracts so I've, I've recommitted myself to that and between the tax credits and what little work is hanging around I uh, we, we are able to pay the bills for a while at least but, but we're not able to eat Oh, okay. But that's all right. I can cope with that. Um, well, you have started jogging, so that yes, I have. I've started running. I've started running again to try and lose some weight uh, in, in the hope that I won't need to eat as much. Okay. Um, but it's it's a really strange experience because on the one hand it's quite panicky because you think you know we haven't got money coming in and. You know, we, we are having to cut back and, and particularly on sort of the things that, that haven't ever felt like luxuries before but are beginning to feel like luxuries now. But by the same token, it has allowed me to spend time doing what I love. So, I mean, I am, for to all extent and purposes, um, by default a full-time writer at the moment. I'm not earning any money out of it, but it is allowing me to, to spend time writing. And then I do occasionally go away and, you know, I, I have bits of work here and there for, for, for a couple of old contracts that are still around. So that's quite nice. So in some ways, it's... I, I, I'm trying to look at it as a sort of a positive thing, and it was certainly one of the things that when, when the discussion started in, in January that that was likely to happen. Mm-hmm. It was one of the things that really put a rocket up me about cracking on with the novel, really, because I suddenly thought, well, well, not that there's going to be a lot of money around, but if I'm going to make any money at all, it might be through the novel, although I'm not doing it for that reason. First of all, I'm glad that it's um, that it's not all bad news you know, in, on the work front and that there is an upside to it. Um, but secondly, I do remember you telling me uh, when we spoke at FantasyCon last year that this is a great time to be a writer in terms of, I mean, particularly digital publishing has really opened the market up, but uh, now is not the time to be paid for writing. <laughs> it's true, it's true. Yeah, not that there ever necessarily was a good time to be paid for writing. Um, no. 
But, I mean, beyond getting the novel finished, how has this changed? I mean, did, did you have any goals or plans in terms of your writing before this happened? Oh, no. No? No. Uh, do, no. do you have any now? No, still never. I, I suppose the only one is to, I would like to get the novel published. Mm-hmm. I have a sort of plan for it. Um, I have an, an agent who might be interested in it, um, who's seen a bit of it and liked it, so at some point I need to send it to him to see if he likes the whole of it, and if he does, then hopefully he'll take me on as a client. Past that, I have very little plans. It would be nice to to get some sort of deal with for that novel and, and potential sequels or other novels. But I, I suppose if I, if, if I have an aim, that's it. Mm-hmm. But by the same token, um, there are still short story opportunities coming up. There are things I wouldn't mind doing at some point. So I'm just seeing how it goes, really. I don't, I don't sort of see that there's much else to do besides that and that keep on trying to enjoy it and keep, you know, keep trying to do things that are interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully that will keep meaning that they are interesting to the people who read me. And while, while that sort of symbiotic relationship carries on between me writing and people reading it, I'll carry on doing it, I suppose. Excellent. Keep your fingers crossed that someone snaps up the film rights. Yes, well, that would be nice, yeah. I mean, you know, I have promised my wife a new dress um, if, if we go to the area of a film that, uh, that has been made of my stuff. So I'm... I think that's the least you should expect, really. Yes, I suppose so. It seems reasonable. Yes. Well, um, Simon, you've, you've very kindly agreed to uh, write a monthly piece for us here at Impossible Podcast about the trials and triumphs of uh, writing for a living full-time. So uh, uh, we're looking forward to that. Um, but until then, we'd like to wish you the best of luck, and thanks very much for talking to us. Thank you, and uh, yes, I will... I will um, that, that means I now have to undo the first of the articles, doesn't it? Uh, I will do that sometime in the next couple of weeks and get it done. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Yes, no, it, it should be good. It should be good to, 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 to do something a bit new. be exciting. Thank you very much indeed, Simon. There you go. Yeah, looking forward to uh, reading that uh, and having him uh, involved. And uh, yeah, so lots happening on the podcast. And uh, one of the things we do really want to push uh, as part of the new site is making it easier to uh, give feedback, to uh, involve more people, to have more people taking part via Skype. Uh, guests and so on so we'll be hopefully calling in a few more friends and familiar voices and hopefully some new ones too so if you're interested in writing or taking part uh, please do get in touch impossiblepodcasts at gmail.com basically if you want to sound off about anything in written format or on screen doctor who or anything else sci-fi or fantasy related drop us a line Uh, and we have had plenty of feedback this month a lot of the feedback was about the commentary Caleb and I did on Vincent and the Doctor um, from Series 5 um, a couple of weeks ago. So one of the comments was... One of the comments was from By Craftual Me, who says... I have to say that this episode is one of my all-time favourites. I cry every darn time. Love it. <laughs> so thanks for that. Yeah, it's certainly a good one. And Daddy Coolest, on a similar note, said... I listened to this on my way to work, and the Bill Nye speech at the end brought tears to my eyes again. The monster was irrelevant, but the way all the characters play off each other was beautiful. The disappointment of Amy is heartbreaking. Very few of the previous emotional episodes can get me like this one. The departure of Rose, the loss of Adric, 
the death of Pete Tiber. Beautiful. Again, <laughs> we we quite agree. We really enjoyed yeah. this one, and yeah. we're glad you did too. Yeah, well, this episode really seems to have struck a chord with people more so than most, actually. Mm. Yeah. I don't think we've ever actually had this much feedback on a single commentary. Have Not on a, on a single one, no. Not one of our retrospective ones as well. No. You know, no. one of the ones we've gone back to listen to. Because um, someone else was in contact as well, weren't they? Uh, yes, yeah. Mark Gorman. A long-time listener, Mark Gorman. Hello, Mark. Um, so Mark had to say, uh, great podcast episode, gang. He said, he, I enjoy all of your on-topic and off-topic uh, banter, and the news and your insights are always welcomed, And as are your comments, Mark. Uh, Mark's also been in touch with us via Twitter because um, he, Mark's from the US, but was in Cardiff last month with the family um, and had asked us to recommend a couple of pubs, <laughs> which we did. And we did tell him uh, we'd also quite happily go and help him drink in them as well. We didn't get that far, unfortunately. <laughs> next time, Mark, next time. Um, and on that note, if any of our listeners are coming to visit Cardiff to see the Doctor Who sites, um, please do get in touch. And yes, I'm sure absolutely. we can there. Uh, we can recommend some yeah. more pubs. Yes, yeah. The, and, uh, the official Doctor Who pub crawl. I say official. It's not official in the slightest because we just thought of it. We just made it up now. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm sure we can recommend some places. And if yeah. we uh, want have the time, I'm sure one of, or more of us can uh, can meet up as well. It was great to yeah. see some of the podcasters right. back around the... Well, it was back in March, wasn't it? Is it, back the... in, is it really that it long ago? It was back in March for the, the Doctor Who um, convention in the Millennium Centre. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, please get in touch if, uh, if, if you're heading down to Cardiff, yeah. or across, or up to Cardiff, whichever way yeah. it may be. Uh, but Mark did drop us a couple of tweets to thank us for our recommendations and said, uh, the wife and I had a nice dinner and brew at Terranova down in the Bay, uh, which you recommended. Thank you very much. Even had great Doctor Who discussion with others dining there. The rest of our trip to the UK was fabulous. People so very kind and helpful. I'm ready to emigrate. Can the US rejoin the British Empire? Uh, well, between you and me, Mark, as far as we're concerned, you never left. <laughs> <laughs> well, but there you go. Uh, just, uh, just get that nice Mister of Armour to uh, declare the um, revocation of the Declaration of Independence, and we'll consider it. Yes, I mean, no problem whatsoever. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there's a team of lawyers somewhere who can pick holes in it. <laughs> Literally, the document must be. Uh, I won't going to work out. I'm not going to work out how old the document is. Oh, 18th century. There you go. It's quite an old document. 1770 or something. Yeah. I did see an interesting article about whether or not the um, War of uh, Independence was technically a just war given the classical definition thereof. And uh, I Uh, find that interesting because I'm a history geek. uh, Our American (laughs) listeners, please address all complaints to Caleb Woodbridge. (laughs) Impossible podcast. Oh, oh dear. Anyway, we've... um, so thank you for your feedback. Yeah, no, it's um, always nice to hear from people. And if you'd like to go back, if you have got any more comments on the those episodes or any of the ones we uh, are, we've released since then, um, mm. please get in touch on either by email at impossiblepodcast at gmail dot com uh, on or, or on Facebook or Twitter. Facebook yeah. we are impossible podcasts and in Twitter we are impossible pod. pod. <laughs> yeah. So yes, please get in touch and let us know mm. what you think. Our door is always open. And in other news. Uh, we have the recent opening of the Doctor Who experience right here in Cardiff. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it is now open for business. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, has had very good word of mouth already. I mm-hmm. mean, none of us have made it yet, unfortunately, but we will be there soon. Yeah, we hope to bring you some kind of report or feature mm-hmm. uh, thereupon. 
I'm therefore not allowed to complain about the price because it's still cheaper than going to the Harry Potter studio tour. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, um, and the, the new Doctor Who experience in Cardiff is cheaper than the old one in London. Yes. As well. And it's slightly bigger and they've got more stuff in it. Yeah. So you pay less and get more. Which is Plus, really you you know, if you are travelling to see it, you are in Cardiff where they filmed a lot of uh, various things. Within, so, sight, uh, within sight of the studio, in fact. So, uh, yeah, yeah. so yes, stay tuned. For, we will have uh, some reports on that, I, no doubt. Yeah. And uh, one final piece of very good news is that our very own Swivin Dobson uh, of this parish is now a dad. Right. Yes. We would like to congratulate Swivin and his wife on the arrival uh, of their baby boy. Well done, guys. Yeah. That's very exciting, but we are expecting that this might possibly mean that we're not hearing quite so much from Swivin over the next um, few months. Not for the foreseeable future, I don't think. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, Unless he's trying some... to, in a bit, a bit of escape. Yeah, for yeah. Some, some point. For some reason, uh, he's uh, said he might be rather busy. So, mm. uh, having a baby arrive, feeble excuse. Slacker. Uh... <laughs> What's he thinking? Been there, done that. Swift. Bring the baby. Uh, bring the baby along. Get him started young on Doctor yeah. Who. Between him and Aurelian, we could uh, we could do. Yeah. That. In, in fact, if you'd like, listen. Uh, you know, if, if our faithful listeners would like to send recommendations for exactly which Doctor Who story to start. Yeah, a, a young boy, a young baby boy on. Um, send us your recommendations, because yes. we'd love to hear. Has Aurelian <laughs> listened? I, 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 I did try Aurelian on uh, Inferno, which is the John Pertwee serial. Um, he loved the opening title sequence, got very bored very quickly after that. <laughs> we did watch some of the, one of the he was, old He was only seven months old, admittedly. Yeah. Mm. He's watched one of the commentaries with us, didn't he, when we were re-watching it? Yeah, he's, he's, watched, was, he's watched a couple of bits of Matt Smith. Again, the title sequence grabbed him. The flashier, runnier, running around, explosiony bits he quite enjoyed. Sounds like James. And then he tried. Sorry for yeah, that comparison, yeah, and then, James. Then, and then he tried. <laughs> then he tried eating his own feet, which, to my knowledge, James Willits has never attempted. Not that I'm aware at of. At least no. not whilst recording a commentary with us. <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, but anyway, congratulations to uh, to Swithin and yeah, to Helen. That's um, very good news. His wife as well. So uh... yes. Uh, I think that about wraps it up. So yeah, that's uh, us for another yes, month. Stay stay tuned. Uh, the new website is due to launch on August the eighteenth. Um, but keep an eye on the current site and on our Twitter and Facebook feeds, uh, and for the latest news and announcements. So thank you very much for listening. Speak to you again soon. Bye. Bye bye. You've been listening to The Impossible Podcast. For more Doctor Who commentaries, plus other science fiction and fantasy reviews and discussions, please visit our website, impossiblepodcasts.com, or search for us on iTunes. We'd love to hear from you. Please follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, or email us via impossiblepodcasts at gmail.com. Thanks for listening!